Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, episode 77. Just a little bit. Uh, Social media, Pred Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. And X and YouTube, we're at Pred Wings Pod. And our email is PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. So uh, let's roll right into the Beer League Minute because... Our season started last Thursday. That about sums up my week. Game number one of the winter season, Thursday. Uh, well, we got out to it. Well, actually, we didn't get out. We, I, I almost feel like the Predators and Soros because we fell behind two to nothing. Um, first period, I gave, gave up a goal. Second period, gave up another goal. We ended. We did. We did end up coming back, tying it at two. But then the third period happened, and boy, was it. So uh, at least I was. Uh, just typical. It almost reminded me of the Predators and Sorrows. It's like I couldn't save anything in the third period, especially late in the third period. We were actually in the game till probably the last maybe five minutes. And I don't know, it was like six to three, I think was the final score. So I mean that's about all I have to say about that game. And you know, it's it's a game we should have won. Did you have blinders on? Well, I mean there was a breakaway, but I didn't save that one, surprisingly. I mean, I thought I was playing pretty good up until the last five minutes. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know. It's like I play really good, and I'm in the game, and, you know, they had a couple odd man rushes, but so did we. And I don't know, late in those late in the third period, it seems like it's a recurring thing every year, every season. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my conditioning or what the heck is going on. I don't know if it's a team. I don't I – don't, I can't – I mean, it's, it's – Oh, all the ones I should have saved. Well, even the one that I don't know. I lost track of the puck, and somehow I got turned around, and I was like, my back was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like facing the opposite way, and they had pretty much had a wide open that. But that still wouldn't have mattered, even if, even if I would have stopped that one. I don't know. It just, it's just frustrating. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, it was game number one. I don't. I. I 
our season's probably over with because there's a lot of good teams out there, but I don't know. I guess we just got to keep playing it week by week and, you know, try to never know. I guess we could win a game. We could win those games. I just got to figure out that third period or play on the main rink all the time. Well, yeah, I don't think that's the answer. Well, the scheduler won't do that. So, not to take too much time on this crap. I don't know. I I guess I don't want to. Like, that was more than a minute. <laughs> That's right. Let's let's get into some some interesting, some really good hockey, like the Wings. Well, I mean, I I can't complain. Um, you know, the Wings have had a pretty decent stretch. I think every single week they make me look more and more foolish because everything I say is completely, you might as well just throw it out the window. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been playing good. You know, we'll get right into Anaheim. You know, Detroit goes out to uh, Anaheim and... Bunch of jerks. Well, they, they, they take a 3-2 to two win out of that trip. So, but I was nervous oh! because at the end of the game... You know, they were just, you know, they were peppering um, Alex Lyons. Zegers had multiple scoring opportunities. But, you know, Lyons been playing some good hockey. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy with him. You know, this game, he was 29 for 31. Overall, the Wings were able to finish. That was, you know, they didn't implode. They, they you know, they bend. They, they, were, they were bent but not broken. So the, the one highlight I want to point out, you know, besides Lyon playing very good hockey lately, the penalty kill went four for four. I, I think that was huge because there was a lot of good opportunities. But again, Detroit's defense and, you know, that penalty kill stayed strong. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of hatred towards Andrew Kopp. And I get it. He, he's not he's not your 50 goal scorer. He has his flashes. Well, right now, let's let him enjoy, and we, we as fans should enjoy his, you know, his his little streak he's got going here, um, you know, which which will lead me into the Edmonton game. Now, this this was a game this this was a heartbreaker because I consider Edmonton, you know, one of the top teams. They've got potential to, you know, get you on offense almost any time they they want, but they uh, but they came out. Detroit. I, I thought Detroit played a very good game. They were able to con- contain McDavid for most of the game. Andrew Kopp was able to get his sixth of the, of the sixth goal of the season. Um, but unfortunately, the Wings only come out of this with the one point. Which you know what? I will take that against Edmonton because again, now you're starting to show who you are. If this is Detroit's identity, we've got some good hockey ahead of us. I think we're going to have a lot of fun as Detroit fans. You know, we've already got all the hype in, in football. Well, the Red Wings can bring it just as fast as, as anyone else. So, but, you know, Edmonton came out, you know, that high-powered offense. But it was a good, you know, in Calvin Pickard, he had 15 of 17 saves. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot. And I understand that you're going to point that out and you're going to say, oh, that wasn't many shots. I, I, how, how did he, you know, how, why was it even close? But the, the scoring opportunities were unbelievable. Like Pickard had to make good saves. They weren't easy saves. They weren't your routine saves. He had to make some really good saves, and he did. 
So he played very well. But again, let's talk about Alex Lyon. While he might have lost the game, he had 44 saves in this game. That's incredible. This kid is out here playing top-tier hockey as what you would quote-unquote a backup. He's playing great. So I'm I'm happy. I, I think for once, the Red Wings are starting to turn the corner. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if it's Kane finally, you know, getting everyone settled in. Not him getting everyone settled in, but everybody getting acclimated to, to Kane joining the lineup. You know, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know where to begin. So, but I'll take it. You know, I'm I'm happy with, with Detroit coming out of this game with a point. Penalty kill, three for three. So, so far over two games, they're seven for seven. They're, that's That's not too bad against a couple of really good teams. Well, one really good team. But let's move on. Then we've got the Kings coming to uh, Detroit, and we snag a 5-3 to three win. Five's that magic number. I mean, we're, we're almost unbeatable when we get five goals. And I, and I get it. You should be when you put that many goals in. But what a lot of people fail to realize, D-Law, is that right now there's no hitting in hockey. The fighting is pathetic. Nobody stands up for their teammates. This is not 80s, 90s hockey that we all grew up and we loved. This is a high-scoring, fast-paced NHL that Bettman has created. So you would think five goals is, you know, oh, you should definitely win a game, which you should. But in today's NHL, it's geared towards scoring more goals. So it's not impossible for the Kings to come out and score more goals. Like, that's just... It's an absolute possibility. But Larkin comes out, and we got what we needed from the captain. I don't want to say he's been in a slump because he's been playing good. He's snagged some points through assists. He's having some good hockey, but he gets two goals. One of them was just an absolute beauty from the corner. I mean, it was almost on the goal line. It was beautiful. Top shelf. Um, that's, that's the D-boss that we know and love from our little YouTube videos. So nice, nice game, D-Boss. We want to see more of that. Be the sniper that you are. Hustle and grind on the back check. We love it. We're loving your game right now. But the Wings come out with a 5-3 win. D-Law, you got something? It's like the it's it's like the NHL Beer League. It, it's like, you know, I mean, there, there's, there might, there's a little bit more defense in NHL, obviously, but it's like Wait, Beer League... Well, yeah, because barely there's pretty much no defense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's just that's that's I, I mean, I get what Eiserman's building and. You know, I'm on the hot seat for saying that these guys need to be questioned and I still stand on that point because we still haven't done anything yet. Yes, we're in a little bit of a hot streak. It doesn't mean that we're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't mean that we're going to be relevant next year. It doesn't mean we're going to be better in two years. But we need to prove that we can be a playoff team. And two two games is a hot streak. Well, I mean, I, overall. <laughs> well, I yeah, I know. I just, I mean, but it's like what four. What four four out of the last five they won or something like yeah, that? I we're, think we're playing good hockey right now. The, the Wings are absolutely 
at the top of their game right now. They've got actually six, three, and one their last ten. Okay, that's yep. That's I'll take that. You know, obviously you want it to be a little bit better, but you know what? You're on the you're on the better end of the the spectrum there. So well, it's better than the Predators last ten. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second, but I just think that the Red Wings again. And I'm not, you know, and I, I've, that was miserable me talking about needing to find, not find somebody out, but else, but start questioning, you know, what's going on in Detroit. I'm still going to hold true to that right now because, again, let's see what, you know, sh- show me, show me otherwise. I'm a seeing is believing kind of a person. So you put this team in the playoffs, I'll buy into it. Even you know what I will even take just on the cusp, like, oh the Wings need to win this last game. Oh they only got one point. They they came out in overtime and lost. Like if we just miss out on the playoffs or we go in and even lose first round, I'm bought in. Now I'm bought in, and I understand that hockey takes time to develop. But what concerns me is, we've got a lot of guys in the AHL that just aren't producing. I don't want to say not producing, but when you look at other AHL leaders, like we're not there. So it's a little concerning, and I'm not saying I'm doubting the Iser plan quite yet, but I do think we start questioning, you know, what is this plan? We have no, I don't want to say enforcers, but we don't have any guy on our team, any player, that's going to really stand up for their teammates. We just don't have it. Larkin gets beat on all game in and out. I mean, he's, he's probably one more back injury away from retirement. One more serious neck or back injury and he could be done because I know that if I was him, I would be done. Walking after the game is over. When I hang up my skates for the last time, I want to be able to walk out of the locker room just in a little normal pain. Cause obviously the season ends. But that following year, when I want to come back to the rink and see what's going on, I want to walk there. I don't want to be wheeled in. I don't want to be on using a cane because I just beat my body down and messed up my back and neck. No, I mean, this is a young guy. He obviously wants a family. He's married. You know, he's he's got to preserve his body. You know, it's a neck and, and back are serious things to mess with. And I'm not saying he's going to be out or whatnot because obviously – but where I'm getting at is Eisman hasn't put anyone out there to sh- to protect him at all. And I understand the lines are working, and it's it's a hard it's hard it's a hard gamble to have. But even that guy that goes out, looks at you in the faceoffs when you're lining up for a faceoff and saying this this is it we're going I'm, I'm getting you for what you did to Larkin, and they just go like bring that old school element back like start protecting these stars if you want to have high scoring games. But anyways. Kane gets his seventh of the season, getting back on topic. Larkin gets his two with his 16th. He's at 16 on the year. I bet you he gets about 30 goals this season. I can see that. Um, the power play was two for three. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that because they're, they're, they're looking comfortable out there. And where I was getting with Cop earlier, this is where he shines. Like He's very good at the penalty kill. There are times where I see him on offense. It's like, man, why weren't you hustling it that? Or, man, why didn't you shoot that? Or how did you not control that puck? 
So, I mean, there's there's some blame that I place in certain times of his game. But the penalty kill, I, I love seeing him out there. I think he plays very well out there. Another, another, and, and you know, switching gears here, Alex Lyon comes out and has another phenomenal game. 33 of 36. Um, he's on fire. I, I mean, he's he's right now putting up starting goalie numbers. And while I like Vili Husso, he's had me a little nervous the last few games. I remember back in the day when you just know, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to let a puck in. It's just a matter of when. I don't have that right now with Alex Lyon. Like, I, I'm okay when he gets scored on because I know that he's playing good hockey right now. So we could have a little bit of a goalie issue coming up because as I switch over to uh, Detroit's game in Toronto, we come out of this game. This here is a huge, huge game for us because, again, Toronto is one of those teams that's on the cusp of coming in. I had him in my top 10 last week, and I just think that they're one of those teams that's electrifying. I mean, you have Nylander, you've got Bertuzzi, you've got Tavares, you've got Matthews, you've got Marner. I mean, you've got these guys that can put up 30, 40 goals a season, if not more. I mean, 33 goals already for, for Matthews. He's leading the league. That's incredible. I mean, the guy is just on fire. But they put Reimer in there to get the start against his old team, get a little fire started. We obviously had to get Alex a little bit of a break. So Reimer gets the start, and he showed up. He showed up. He made the big saves when we needed him to make them. You know, one one of the goals was just it was just completely bad luck. Got a completely bad bounce. I mean, there was literally nothing he, he could have done about it. Anybody. You could have put Patrick Waugh in there and it wouldn't have made a difference. But he went twenty eight for thirty. So, you know, I'll I'll take that. You know, he struggled a little bit in the beginning. He was kind of seeing himself as the the odd man out. But right now, Lion, you know, he's he's reliable. He's playing good hockey. You know, he's he's one up on Huso in my book. I'm not saying Huso would throw him to the curb, but you know, I, you got to respect the Lion. I think he he he's earned his role. Without a doubt, he stepped up and we needed him to step up and he stepped up in a big way. I mean, he's putting up some big numbers. So we need to take care of him. But, you know, switching over here, uh, the penalty kill went three for three. You know, we're 12 for 13 over our last four t- four games. You know, A, we're not taking tons and tons of penalties. And B, we're likely going to kill it off. We finally got in that rhythm. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for where Detroit's at right now. And again, I'm not bashing. I'm not questioning. I am sitting back in my seat, eating my words from the last couple of weeks and just enjoying the ride. So... Red Wings hockey, it's it's exciting. If you can tune in, check it out. We've got some good games coming up. So, um, you know, let's just let's go get them. Let's go get them coming up. Let's keep the streak alive. Turn it over to you, Dila. How, how are we looking for Nashville? Well, it's not very interesting for the Predators. Um, so, the Predators, Anaheim comes in right after they played. Uh, Detroit, I think. Thanks a lot, Detroit. I think they pissed them off. Poked because it was just an ugly game right from the start. They Ducks jumped out to a five nothing lead, three in the first period. Troy Terry, you know, just the usual, the usual uh, guys for for the Ducks. 
except for Mason McTavish. Um, but the power play in this game, 0 for 3 for the Predators, and, you know, their power play is struggling, and we'll see in the next, the other, next couple of games they do. Um, you know, the Predators did battle back. They scored threes. You know, they were they fell out 5 nothing, but there's just too little too late. They scored, you know, three. Third period, uh Dennis Guryanov, who they just got, who just got called up, uh, he scores his first goal season. So, and he's a, de- I believe he's a defenseman. Um, so just close the book on that game and move on. You know, again, the in Dallas again. Um, actually, I think I did. I think I did say they were going to win that game. They rebounded nice. They came up with a 6-3 win. Uh, O'Reilly had a few points in this game. But their power play, 1-5. for five. It just, I mean, they scored six goals, yeah. But 1-5 for five isn't getting it done. And... Um, you know, it's Forsberg. You know, we got to be happy with at least one. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna score every single power play. The Wings didn't have one power play goal in those last four games. Well, no, but you, you got five opportunities. At least get three of them. I mean, oh, you got to be realistic, man. Like that's that's not real. It's well, it is for I teams mean, like Edmonton and Colorado. Play goals a game that would be unbelievable. That would probably break records by well that's just the way I mean those fantasy land of Nashville Predators can can score three a game well they haven't done it teams like Edmonton can do it you know just in Boston you know they in Boston get three power play goals a game I mean you very well I, I have not looked it up but I have a very hard time feeling that every single game they're getting three power play goals a game. Yeah. Get back to your your. Tampa Bay is leading the league with twenty nine percent power play, so that's I mean, that's, that's probably about at least. Well, who knows what it is? I don't know. I don't know how many opportunities they've had, but they got. So I don't know. But anyway, getting back to the Dallas game, you know, Forsberg did get the power play goal. Um. Yeah, and then you know Duchesne, he finally scores against his old team. I think that's his first first goal that he scored. That was a power play goal for Dallas. Um, I think that was actually his first uh, first goal against the Predators. So they, they did a pretty good job of keeping him at bay. Uh, Nyquist scores again in this game. That was an empty net. Actually, uh, actually, uh, the Predators actually ended up with two empty net goals in this game. Um, so it was it was a lot tighter than you know it was four, it was a four to three game when Duchesne scored it um, till till the Preds knocked in those two two pilot goals so um, a lot better effort in this game than the Anaheim game so then that brings us back uh, see that that was at Dallas so then they return home uh, to play the Islanders and it was a pretty. Uh, Pretty tight game, you know, and again, their Predators were one for three in the power play. Um, yeah, the Islanders, they were 0 for two. So, great penalty killing job by the, by the, um, by the Predators, even though uh, they, uh, they only had four penalty minutes, obviously. Um, so, you know, 
you stay disciplined and your pellet killing's doing a lot better job. Um, but it was a tie game. You know, Evangelista, he, he got the power play goal in this game, uh, which tied the game. Um, but, you know, looked like it was going overtime. And Predators, uh, they did, you know, remember a couple weeks ago when they gave up, what was it, was it two? Two or three goals to the Dallas Stars in the last 16 seconds or something like that. I don't I'd like to forget that. Well, the Predators end up scoring two goals in eight seconds. Seven point time to be exact. One of them an empty net. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, the the first one, that the game-winning goal wasn't. It was a nice little deflection. Um, kind of flipped up and over. uh uh, uh, I forget who their who their goalie was. Um, uh, I forget who their goalie, uh, goalie was. Duh. But anyway, um, but Parson did did score into the goal with uh, one second left in in the game. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was it was an that goal, but it was still two goals in eight seconds. So, and uh, they ended up coming away to win. Uh, I mean, it's not a big deal if they give the Islanders a point because they're not in the conference. But um, so that was that was a nice win for them, and uh, then they had to. So uh, see what they can build on this um, going into the next week here. And uh, as I mentioned. Um, Earlier about the last ten, uh, the Preds were five, four, and one in their last ten. So not too bad, but I mean they're still sitting fourth in the division. So um, you know they're halfway through the season, and um, you know they even they even realize that you know there's there's plenty to like on this season, and you know they're. Doing a lot better than I I originally thought. Actually, you know, go going into the season, I didn't think they were going to be anywhere near the top of their division. Um, but there's, you know, they definitely can improve. And I mean, you can almost say that to about every team, except for maybe a couple teams that don't really need to improve. Um, but yeah, it's for the most part, you know, midway season, it's looking pretty good for the Predators. Um, you know, we'll see what happens in the second half of the season, but, um, yeah, I, I don't have any, other than that, I don't have any, I don't have any real prayers news. Um, yeah, the only thing- still not, still nothing on, uh, the, um, uh, Tyson Berry thing, situation. Um, I don't know when if if there, if there even is going to be a trade coming up with that. I don't know. Um, oh, but the uh, the Anaheim game um, was the I don't know if you remember the Pekka goal. Oh yeah, that was the uh, from and the that was the anniversary of the Pekka goal. I was actually against Chicago. Um, was it? Yeah, it was Chicago. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Saros for some reason. I don't think Saros has a dinner goal. But uh, that one he shot from behind in that. So that's it for the uh, for the, for my predators for this week. 
yeah, and there's not much news for Detroit either. Um, you know, I'll kind of jump into, well, it's kind of Detroit news, but Patrick Kane did leave the last game with a lower body injury. Uh, don't know how true it is, but Lalonde is saying that it is strictly just lower body. It's not hip. It's not hip related, so we don't have to worry. But he does have a lower body injury, and he's day-to-day. So let's hope we get him back because his hands are magic. And, well, I did I did want to um, uh, uh, mention, uh, remember, we are talking about, um, actually, Edmonton still has a streak going on. Um, what their streak is up to, uh, was it 10, I think it is? It's... Uh, yeah, they're on a 10-game wing streak, and the – oh, wait. Oh, oh, no, we were talking about the Sharks uh, losing streak. Um, the Sharks losing streak. They finally ended their losing streak. They had a 12-game losing streak, um, and it was actually Montreal – <laughs> of all teams, it was Montreal that lost to the Sharks. <laughs> kind of fitting because I think they got a little. Um, I just think that don't the Sharks and Montreal had some players that were coaches that used to play for each other. I don't know if they got. I don't know. Maybe this is going back years. I don't know. But um, but anyway, the longest losing streak in NHL is 18 games. So they almost made that. Well, not almost like six games, but uh, they were the 03-04 Penguins and the 2021 Sabers. You mentioned about Kane, but don't really have any other injuries. Um, and I don't think there's any fines, any new fines that I saw um, that we were no talking about those last, no last season. Um, but we do have Valerie Matushkin. He did enter the player's safety or player um, assistance program. So Another one. Hopefully, well, you know what? It's, it's going to help him. Like, you got to – it's so easy to, to get pissed off. And I, I was there with J- Jacob Vrana. You know, I had high hopes for the kid. And he goes out on player assistance, and I was angry. And it's like, you know what, though? We have to just – we have to think that they have to have a life after hockey. So, you know, some people just have a personality where they need assistance later on in life because they just – you know, they get to going down a path they don't want to and want to go backwards. So, you know, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. But, yeah, he, so Valerie Nachushkin did enter the player's assistance program unknown on when his return will be. Rick, did you see the news? I mean, I don't know if it's just a rumor, but there's a rumor out there that Elvis Merzlikens is demanding a trade from Columbus, that he's disgruntled and his monster's coming out. That was a question. Did you see that? Oh, I was muted. Well, I <laughs> I would be disgruntled too if I was playing on a team that's uh, in dead last. Well, the only team worse is San Jose. Thirty, actually Chicago. No, they got thirty-seven points. They got fourteen wins, so they're not. I mean, I don't know. Do they not play defense? I mean, they're they're last in their division, but. I mean, I don't know. Let's see. They're giving up 100. You know, they're not scoring goals. Well, Washington's only got 99 goals, so 
Columbus has got 134 goals, but they give up 165. So I don't know. Like, I mean, he can be mad all he wants, but he's got to stop the puck. I mean, I don't really, I haven't really seen a lot of Columbus games, so I don't know. You know, if they give up a lot of breakaways or odd man rushes, or you know what the story is with them, but. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to have a little change of scenery. You know, like a lot of, a lot of players, you know, they they get stuck in that team, that city, and they just it gets stale, and they want to change change the scenery, and then you know they get another team, and they just like they they just explode their season. The schemes, the players, the skill. I mean, bringing a player somewhere to a different team, and they could, they could absolutely thrive. I mean, I mean, if you honestly look at Patrick Kane, he's thriving right now. He got a new look. I think he'll have a better. I mean, bringing his injury, I think he would have had a better season this year than he did last year. Let's say they went to Debrinka. had a miserable season in Ottawa. Yeah. And then he comes in. This is even before Kane gets there. He was. He just took off. Yeah, so I mean, I I get it. I get why he wants to make the, the get get a trade. I mean, who wants to ride their their career out and not be decent? I mean, what what's the what's the goal of? I mean, a real hockey player wants to lift the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the money is great, and I'm sure it makes a difference. But if you're playing your best hockey ever, and your goal is to win the Stanley Cup, and that's all you focus on, you know, the money will follow. I mean, look at Matthews. He wants to be the best in the world, and the paycheck followed. Like, I mean, that's just how it works. McDavid, same thing. Like, you need guys that want to win the Stanley Cup, not win a paycheck. So, Well, the Blue Jackets ended the Canucks winning streak. So, I mean, things aren't doing aren't too bad for them. Um, I have to, guess I just have to keep, you know, we'll have to – Keep an eye out on on that story and see what develops. As we go into our uh, Pride Wings 10, we don't go through the Super 16, the NHL Super 16, the, the NHL experts, per se. Um, but I just want to, you know, our Pride Wings 10, um, you know, and it's been pretty decent, you know, all, all season long. It's pretty much the same, you know, week to week. Um uh, for, except for a couple teams here and there, they're kind of in and out, but there's it's still pretty much the same. Um, but I just want to run down the Super 16 from this week, um, it just just to show that they're pretty much in line with us. Um, they got the Jets at number one. Uh, they were fourth on theirs last week. Uh, they have the Canucks uh, at two. Boston, the Rangers, Colorado, Florida, Dallas, Toronto, Carolina, Vegas, Edmonton, L.A., Seattle, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and the Islanders. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of those teams kind of ring a bell as yeah, far as right, – Right where we yeah, – right where we are. So, um, you know, going on that, this week's Pred Wings 10, um, I, I'll just start here um, – you no, know, I got you know till till Columbus uh, not get ended Vancouver's win streak. Um, the Vancouver was playing really high, so um, 
I, I got them moving up to number one. Um, it might be a stretch. Um, you know, the Rangers still been playing pretty good. Edmonton on that ten game winning streak, I had to move that up to number two because they're you know watch out for them. Who knows if they're going to lose? For who knows when? Who knows when they're going to lose the next game? Uh, Rangers, I got them sliding the third, even though I mean the top three could pretty much be you know. Either one of those three teams could be number one. Winnipeg, I got them at four. Colorado, got them staying at five. Boston, I got them staying at six. Uh, I got Seattle sliding to seven just because of those three hot teams. Uh, Florida, I got them in eighth. Uh, I got Carolina moving in to the ninth spot. And then the Kings just... I mean, they had a couple losses. They lost to Detroit, um, and the Kings are a good team. So um, I got them 10th. I got Toronto, Vegas dropping out, but they're probably like 11 to 12th maybe. And I just want to mention uh, the Islanders. It's, I mean, they could very well be in there. Um, there's just too many hot teams. Yeah, and I can go through mine. You know, like I, like I usually do, I'm just going to run through it. Um, and then I'll, I got a couple of special mentions this week. But I've got Vancouver. Winnipeg, Colorado, Boston. I just feel that Boston's kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're picking back up, but I think that they've, they've hit more cold streaks this year. And I just, we'll see how they do in this upcoming week. Uh, then I've got the Rangers, Florida, Dallas, Philly, Carolina, and Vegas. And the honorable mentions, I'm going to throw Toronto and Detroit in there. I know Detroit's on the outside looking in. But I just, you, you can't really, you can't bash where they're at right now, the 6-3-1 and one in the last 10. You know, they're they're finding it. They're digging and they're finding it. So I'm throwing them in there this week. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do this upcoming week and see if they should stay or go. And to, to back check just a little bit, I forgot to mention during or the Predators, um, 45% of the of the Predators goals this season have scored have uh, come from just four players. So not much balance on this team, which is kind of scary. And three of them are on the same line. Um, and I, you can probably get, guess who those three players are. EOC, Forsberg. Forsberg. No, not Yossi. Forsberg, uh, Nyquist, and O'Reilly. Or actually not O'Reilly. O'Reilly's on the other line. Forsberg, uh, Sissons. Oh, wait. Yeah, O'Reilly is on Forsberg. O'Reilly does center Forsberg and uh, Nyquist. So you got Fors- O'Reilly, Forsberg, and Nyquist. And then uh, Sissons is the fourth one. He's on the second line, I believe it is, with the, uh, I think Evangelista is on the second. So, yeah, I just, just had to mention that. I was, I was going to mention it during the recaps, and I totally lost sight of that. Way to go, But that's, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, you want balanced scoring, but for, there's only four players with double-digit goals. Luke Evangelista is almost, he's got nine. Um, but when you only have and they're and they're on the same line, actually, yeah, Sisters has twelve. Uh, you know, Nyquist, O'Reilly, and Forsberg. Why is Nyquist playing? Nyquist is is a center, but he's playing wing. I don't understand that. But anyway, um, 
especially when three of the four are on the same line, it's easy for teams to key on. You know, you, you just have to shut down the one line. I mean, I don't want to see him split them up, but this, this some of these other, other lines have got to start scoring. I mean, and then and I'm sure Detroit's getting that secondary, you know, third, fourth line scoring, and that's you know why they're you know why they're there. And the Preds, the Predators need to need to get those goals from that from those other lines. They can't rely, and that's something that's happened over the years. They've just pretty much relied on the top line. And in today's NHL, you need two, three lines doing the scoring. But that's enough of that soapbox. You need your supplemental scoring. I mean, that's absolutely 100% correct. And, you know, Detroit's been getting it from Andrew Kopp. We've been getting it from Daniel Sprong, Christian Fisher. You know, those guys are getting the nitty-gritty goals. Michael Rasmussen. And I know a lot of people are throwing shade at Rasmussen. Throw him in the front of the net. Treat him like Demolition Man. That's where he thrives. That's where he scores all his goals are from that office. Put him there. Tell him to set up there. Make it part of your your play. Like make that uh, make that his game. But you're right. You do need that secondary scoring. And if you don't have it, then you're in trouble. I mean, we got Raymond scoring. You know, Fabry can score goals. Lucas Raymond can score goals. You know, that's that's where I'm at. You better give a shout out to your fan club. Oh yeah, well, nice fan club. I don't think I, I don't think I have a. I, I would know about I, it if they said hi to me. I don't think I have a fan. I don't think I have a fan club. They didn't say hi to me, did they? <laughs> now you're choking. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. You won't even give him an online show. You gotta text it to him. Well, that, or her. I don't even know what the heck that name is. I can't even. It's like. It looks like it's just a bunch of letters. I XRPM mean, RPM Wadu, whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> okay, I don't know where but Dose anyway. is. I kind of miss Dose. Oh, we yeah, need to come back. Maybe, may, yeah, maybe, maybe we, uh, maybe, maybe because we don't record on Fridays anymore. I don't know. Uh, see where we, um, God, just where. We're getting, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, you're something, D Law. <laughs> so, you so, something like that. Hi, Jen. I'm glad you're listening. Our one I'm fan, not, I'm not ashamed. Our one fan. Well, so, so anyway, um, oh, I guess we can go into our HL. Um, so the the uh, oh yeah, look at that! The Admirals had a game against the Griffins on back uh, last. The one uh, get all giddy. Well, that's because they. That's because the uh, Griffins played Hutchinson. <laughs> it was only a three-two win, and Askarov had twenty-four saves on twenty-six shots, but he only played. Wait a minute. 59.50. Isn't the game 60 minutes? Well, it pulled them. For 10 seconds? Oh, I wonder if it was a delayed penalty. But then they had, uh, let's see, they had a couple shutout wins. Uh, Las Vegas? No, not uh, Nevada. Henderson. I wonder if that's Vegas' foreign team. No, Henderson, Nevada. They had two games in Nevada. 
shut them out both games, uh, 2-0 and 7-0. The 2-0 uh, win was Askarov, 34 saves. Shutout, and then uh, the seven nothing shutout was Grosnick. He had twenty four saves. That's about it for the Admirals. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go through the Griffins. Three wins. Um, you know, I again, I still haven't. It's funny for me to say this. Usually, I'm all about Grand Rapids this time of year and keeping up with them, seeing what's going on, but. Again, the other sport is just consuming my life still, which is absolutely oh. incredible because I don't ever get to talk about that team. But anyways, looking at this, um, one thing I'm, I'm seeing is that Carter Mazur is looking pretty good. Looks like he's uh, putting together his, his game. He's got 10 goals right now, and, you know, he's playing pretty good. I like his – he's got, like, a gritty style of hockey. I think he – he plays a tough game, and and I think that's something that Detroit could really benefit from right now. So I'm I'm excited about him coming up. Um, you know, then then out of our big rookie class, you've got Jonathan Bergren down at eight. So, you know, the wings the wings are still struggling a little bit. Uh, overall, let's look at some points. Bergren's up there, Hiroshi, um, Edvinson, and then Mazer's down there, and you know, so they're they're putting up the the points, but Again, I, I haven't watched a game, so I don't know if they're just, you know, taking shots and somebody's getting the rebound and scoring, if they're passing the puck. Like, what what is actually happening? I mean, granted, it all counts the same, but I'm just curious if they're being playmakers or if it's just by complete coincidence that they're getting um, all of these. Grand Rapids does not have a player in the top 20 for scoring. So, I don't know if that is any indication of where the Griffins are right now and what's being done in, down below, but that's what I was talking about. The Griffins don't, I mean, they've got players that can stick and ball, they can play, but, you know, when you put these guys up against the rest of the league right now, they're not lighting fires. They're not, they're not even top 20. Well, Milwaukee's only got one, and that's Jankowski, who's fourth and thirty with thirty-five points. Okay, but that's no Milwaukee's got two, and the only one I see is at seventh with Igor Afanasyev. But and that's that's for goals. I'm looking at goals. Uh, yeah, Afanasyev is sixteen goals. He's seventh. For overall points, you've got but Jankowski. He's got 35 in fourth. And you've got Dennis Garyanov. So, I mean, you've got two people. Uh, uh, first and let me see. Nope. Why so, is he not a, Why is he not listed? Oh, why is he not listed? Garyanov is not listed in the overall. But wait a minute. He's... I have him as, as points for... Oh, because... He's got thirty. His name, which means he's got thirty points because he's up in Nashville right now. But why is he not listed? Oh wait a minute, he's got thirty That's points. So point right there, Nashville. Has oh, because he's he's not he's. Points. That's because he's not in the top twenty. Because the the twentieth has thirty one points and Grant's got thirty. So he's like, he's not in the top twenty. That's why. I don't know. My 
what I'm looking at here on the AHL says that he is, but it, it could be old. Well, I'm just looking at it right now. It must be maybe they just updated it from t after tonight. Who's, uh, who's number one on your list for 30 or for... Uh, Bork from the Texas Stars has 42, and Stan Coven on Texas has 41. Yeah, okay, and then I've got Goddard, Jankowski, Scarbosa, Fejimo. Fejimo, he, he's an ex-predator. Uh, he, uh, Rocco Grimaldi, I think he was a former predator. Yeah, he was. Uh, Merck Love, uh, Wolanski. Richard, are they lining up so far? Yes. Mishikov. And then Baines, Hughes, Marodi, Matthew Pekka. No relation to, no relation to Barn, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, the Pekka that was on, the one that, no, the Pekka that was on Buffalo. My, no relation to Michael Pekka. I already checked last year. He... Yeah. Uh, this one only goes to the top twenty. Oh wait a minute. Oh wait, that's that's for that's the Admirals. Uh, all teams. Donovan is the last one listed at twenty. I don't know. It doesn't. Oh wait a minute. That's because I got it. Okay. Okay, Gurionov is 22nd with 30 points. He's 22nd. Why is he? he he's shown up in mine as 20. Um, it doesn't matter. Probably because other teams, other players, because he, he got called up to Nashville a couple of games ago, so but he's only played. That's my point. My point is, D-Laws, you've got a guy that you can bring right up, plug and play, and he's ready to go. He's got 30 points, and he hasn't even been playing for the team. Well, so they don't have anybody close to that right now in their in their AHL affiliate, which is well, they don't really need anybody because they got somebody good. And well, I suppose if they just hopefully they don't get injured. Yeah, but I mean, at the same on the same token, on the same token, you know, obviously you're rocking it in, in the AHL doesn't mean that you're going to come up and be ready in the NHL. It is very different. Yeah, I, um, I know that from just you know watching. And listening to what the players say, so. But uh, you know, going by that, I think really the only—I mean, Algirov is a right wing, so he is not—he's not a defenseman; he's a forward. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's in Nashville right now. He's probably—he probably not going to be that long. Um, uh, but the only ones that are really. NHL ready, as you see, is uh, Jankowski. Maybe Afanasyev. He had. He did. He did play some time in Predators last season. He had flashes, um, but I think they're trying to get him. You know, more confidence in the, at the AHL level and, and and to work on things. So he. So when he does get the time to get up to make that big move in the, into the NHL as a stay, he'll be ready to play. Um, um, no, but I get it. But but you're not getting but, my point. You're only fixated on Nashville. So take a step back. Take a look at everything. Nashville is a team. They have guys in that top 20, 22 list that can be plugged and play for Nashville. And Detroit has none, not one, in that list. 
and that concerns me. But well, they were also where I was going with that is is that not always does points mean that you will or will not, you know, amount to anything in the NHL. I mean, we can go back and look at um, uh, Luke Glendening when he was playing in Michigan. The kid almost got cut. He couldn't score a goal. And then he ends up making it an NHL team. So, yeah, things can happen. You get into the right environment. You hit, you get hot at the right time. Like, I, I understand those things. But, you know, there is a level of, like, I, I when Bergering comes up, we need him to be a playmaker. We don't just need him to be adequate. Like, we keep putting all of our stock in, you know, it's almost like I feel like we're getting a bunch of Anthony Manthas again where they come up, there's a lot of hype, and then they don't live to the hype, and then we go right back into rebuild. So I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping these guys will come up and really make a difference and be goal scorers and you know, help lead to Detroit to something they haven't done in, in several years now and make the playoffs. So I mean, we've got, we've got some work cut out for us, but I'm hoping these guys amount to something because this is – you know, we're we're beyond the experiment mode now. Like we're we're in a rebuild. So I don't know. I hope the AHL stats don't amount to NHL production. Uh, it usually doesn't. Obviously. Um, hey, speaking of dose, he must have heard us. <laughs> He's back. He's back with us. Hey, <laughs> So is Boston. <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought when I saw Dose in here. Um, yeah, that's what happened. That's what what's that's what Boston does. <laughs> um, so I guess we can just move into the weekly picks. Um, let's see. I actually had uh, a little little streak going on with the Detroit. I I actually had three correct. Uh, to the Toronto game. Um, we both got Anaheim right. Um, Edmonton, I got right. You got wrong. <laughs> and uh, Just get him to wear a helmet. I always wear a helmet. Um, the Kings, uh, we both got the Kings correct, and I got the Toronto wrong, and you got that one correct. So that leaves, uh, I'm at 51% and on the wings, and Ron is 46%. So I'm hard on him. And then, yeah. And then uh, I had a little bit of a uh, incorrect streak going on with the Predators. We both got the Anaheim one incorrect because they just sucked. Uh, I got Dallas correct, and you got that one wrong. And then the Islanders, I was wrong, and you were correct on that one. So that <laughs> so that leaves me. I'm. I dropped to forty eight percent. I was over five hundred or over five hundred, probably over fifty percent. I guess it's the same thing. Um. So I got to get back in the back up above five hundred or fifty percent for the Preds, and then uh, forty eight percent, and Ron is forty four percent. Overall, I'm fifty percent, and Ron is forty five percent. Come back here. Yeah, I I guess I'm half a fifty for fifty fifty, so that leads us into our picks. This week's games for Detroit. I think they start on seventeenth. Uh, yep. 
We have Florida or Detroit's heading into Florida. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say we could win that if we can keep this streak going. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to go with the win there. Um at Carolina, I'm going to go with another win. I think we're going to lose to Tampa Bay. We always play not so well against Tampa Bay. Um obviously we squeak some wins out, but overall it's uh Tampa Bay usually controls it. So I'm going to go with a loss there. And then just in case for some reason I have my schedule conflicts, I'm going to say the Dallas game as well, um, which is a home game. And I'm going to say we win that. I think we're going to, I think we're going to win a few games. Dose, Dose is going to disagree with the Tampa Bay. And I, I agree they're on their way speak. And I'm going back, you know, several years when Tyler Johnson was the, the wing killer. I mean, he was just, for some reason, he would just score the clutch goals that would knock Detroit out of the playoffs. And they had a nice rivalry with uh, with Brian Boyle and, um, you know, Mantha getting in it with Boyle and Abdicator and uh, those guys. So, but again, I just, history would say that the Tampa Bay has played better than Detroit. I would like a win, but we will see. We'll see. So, let's see, I'm going to go with a Detroit win at Florida and, and then a loss. It's not back-to-back, though. At Carolina, I'm going to call that one a loss for Detroit. And then I think they're going to beat Tampa Bay that's in Detroit. And then I don't think we really need to, but I'll, just in case, um, I'm going to say a loss to Dallas, even though it's in Detroit. So, moving on to the to the Preds side, they got Vegas. I think she, I think I already picked those. Breath. We already those picked those losses. And we'll be done. Uh, I think we, I think we already picked that last week's show. But just to just to get on the record again, uh, that one's going to be a loss. Uh, then they got the because they're going they're going on a little road trip here. Uh, going out to the Kings, I think they're going to win that game. Then they get to go to the to the uh, college arena out in Arizona uh, in front of two thousand fans. Um, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll all be Predators fans. Um, no, I'm not. This is not me bashing the Predators. Didn't they lose to Arizona just not that long ago? No, they always seem to lose to them. But I think they're going to. I think they're going to end up winning that game. Um, just because you know it's a it's in a college arena. It was um, 11th. Yeah, that was back earlier in the year. Yeah, and then uh, so then I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call that one a win out there, and then they return home to play Florida. Um, and a lot of you will probably have a uh, uh, show before that, but um, just in case. It's the first game back from road trip, yeah, and then they got to go. Well, actually, it's just they got like one home game, and then they got to go on the road again. Actually, I'm gonna call it. Actually, I'm gonna. It's not really. Well, eh. Uh, final answer. I'm gonna have to call that one a loss. I just had that feeling, you know, coming up to three game road trip, and they return home, even though it's just a one game home home trip, home stand. Um. It's it's a Monday night. Does Monday night have anything to do with it? They don't usually play on Mondays. 
so that and, the day of the week determines their well, well, not really, but when you, when you step on the ice for 60 minutes, what's the difference between Monday and Saturday? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, was, just, I was just checking. I don't know. I just then grasp me as dry. Superstitious. <laughs> well, that's what the goalie in me is. <laughs> well, until you get your brains rattled. <laughs> it's at the last third period. Crap. I got to stop that. But I'll go through my picks here. I'm going to go with a Vegas loss. Um, I'll say they'll beat the Kings. I think that'll be the good game that they win. I think they're going to lose to Arizona. And I'll give them, I'll give them a win against Florida. I think they're going to go 50-50 on this next stretch. Uh-oh. So as just a weekly picks is over with. That's about it for this week, I think. Yeah, Dose keeps catching the tail end of it. Well. He loves a rink rat. No. Yeah. No, I don't. I keep saying, I keep saying that every week. <laughs> Jealousy is going to be the end of it. Yeah, because he's always scoring goals. Um, and again, I always, I always skate out once a week. Doesn't matter. You're a pylon. Yeah. I, even when I'm playing a goal, I'm a pylon. I know. That's why you just lost that game in the third period. I was playing awesome in the first two periods. That's what everybody who sucks say. Says he did play good. And even, even half the third. Oh, and half the third. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we only have 15 minute periods. All right. Well, maybe one of these days, if Dose comes in uh, on our normal Sunday recording day, uh, we can get him on air again. Works. Works for me. So that's it for this week's show. Uh, our social media on uh, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Pred Wings Podcast, and we're on X and YouTube at Pred Wings Pod. And our email is PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. So once again, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.